Hello, rewrites. Welcome to everybody. Shit. I did it wrong. Uh, that's okay. We can keep that in. Uh, hey, everybody. Rewrites here. We're back with a new episode right now. You're going to listen to it. And it is about movies that Jacob and I found surprisingly educational. So every once in a while, you know, you're watching a movie and something happens in it and you think to yourself, I didn't know that blank was blank. Or, you know, just fill in the blanks. And... uh I'm going to blank now. You're going to blank. I'm going to go blank about it. Yeah. People don't know that blank. They didn't know. <laughs> what is this blank? Get the blank out of here. Anyways. Yeah, when you learn something in, by watching a movie, okay? It's not that hard of a premise. All right, here we go. Just roll the tape. Well, this year's about time to rewrite the shows and movies that have way too many jokes and not quite enough boobies and we'll gladly try and tell you just what we So come on down to rewrites and hell, what do you got to lose? Okay. So, <laughs> uh, I don't remember the first time I watched the movie Identity, but I remember in oh. the very beginning of the movie, Yeah. the guy from Scrubs, he's one of the characters, he's like a dad. The the guy from Scrubs that's really... The bad doctor? Yeah. Or the, the oh, mean, mean, mean doctor. doctor. He's not bad. I forget what that... He's in a lot... He's, he's, always, a, he's in a ton of movies. A ton of movies. He's so always really like a bad. side character. He's like in Platoon. He's all... Yeah. yeah. So, anyway. He's in this movie, but he plays a really wimpy dad. Yes. That's his character. Right. So, he's driving, and it's raining really hard, and his tire pops. Yeah. And I remember him. He's like talking to himself to like walk... Baby step, walk it through the whole... Um, what he's supposed to do to get off the road. Yeah. And that's how I learned how to, like, if my tire popped, I oh, now know really? how to, like, get off the road, which is, like, when the tire pops, you kind of, like, keep the car straight as much as possible, take your foot off the gas and just let yourself roll off, but you yeah. want to stay as straight as possible. Right. So you kind of have to, like, turn into the... Into the... Or turn bad. away... Yeah, turn into the, the curve that the tire's causing you to... Yeah. Like, if the tire's causing you to go right, you want to kind of go left to keep straight. Yeah, right. So I learned that from identity. Yeah. No, that's that's a that's a pretty good. I one. didn't had, I watched that movie before I was old enough to, to drive, drive. So I was definitely. You're like I, I have to hold on to this. Information. And I was like, oh, that's infor- Oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah. So that was the first thing, <laughs> first thing I wrote down. Yeah. No, I remember. Um, I I remember. Okay, so this is a weird one because I didn't have this written down, but you talking about that just reminded me of one. Yeah. So before I could drive, I remember watching the movie. Uh, the Mothman prophecies. Okay. Oh, yeah. And there's a part in that where uh, one of the characters, and honestly, I only saw it maybe the one time, so I don't really remember it really well, but I remember one of the characters um, was on the side of the road yeah. uh, and had like fallen asleep through the night, and the sheriff came and was just like, hey, you know, uh, you know, you can't be here. What are you doing? And he's like, oh, sorry, I passed out or, or just whatever. And she's like, well, there's a hotel down the street or like something like mm. that. And I remember I was watching it with my, my friend and he was like, oh, why is the cop doing that? And I was like, well, th- I mean, you can't just be on the, like, you just can't, you, do that. you can't just do that. And he's like, oh, my dad always taught me that if I was ever too tired to drive or like I felt like I was falling asleep at the wheel to just pull over and go to sleep. And I was just like, no, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Like, I mean, like maybe if you were in danger yeah. or something like that, but like, but I, me- I remember having the argument with him as a kid and this was before either of us could drive. Yeah. And I remember thinking like, that doesn't make any sense because they don't want you to be on the side of the road sleeping. That's dangerous. Yeah. yeah Cause like what if someone it, yeah, else swerves or, swerves you know, and the, hits and hit, you. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or what it, like they want you to clear the, 
sides of the red. Like, yeah. they don't want you there. Yeah. So, like, I was like, that doesn't make any sense. And he's like, yeah, well, my dad told me. I was like, well, your dad's a fucking idiot. And I'm no longer friends with that person. So yeah. Well, because, to show. And because of because that. Because of that. Yeah. Because of the like, Mothman I... <laughs> prophecies. Yeah. It has a fucking smart mouth. Yeah. But anyways, so that was something that that, it, it taught me that sometimes your friends are dumb. Yeah. And don't listen to them about traffic laws <laughs> when you're 14. Anyway. Uh, okay. So, the movie Heather's taught me <laughs> what croquet was. Oh, yeah. You thought I was going a different direction, I didn't definitely you? did. You thought it was going to be about Drano. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which it did to, It did teach me about that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but croquet, yeah. But croquet, I, I had never seen croquet before watching that movie. Interesting. And the famously in the beginning mm-hmm. of it, they're all playing it because they're all like hoity-toity, like, yeah, yeah. And that's know, a very, posh. That's a very hoity-toity game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so they're on the lawn, you know, with these mallets hitting these fucking balls around yeah. and I'm like what the hell is they that? They look like bocce balls. Yeah, yeah, you know, and they're just going around and I remember asking my sister like what the fuck is that? She's like, "Oh, it's croquet." I'm like, "Uh," and she's like, "Don't worry, it's something we'll never play." <laughs> okay. So know, this might It's just a weird one. So the first time I've ever I've played croquet. Yeah. And I I've played it a lot. I bet you have. Yeah. Okay. So Mr. Oakwood. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just This obvious. was before Oakwood. <laughs> but Was it in I, Germany? N- yeah, um it was around that time, but I came back to the States to visit my family in Minnesota. Mm. And we visited my grandpa's, like, I can't remember if it was, like, a neighbor. They were, like, related in some way. Sure. Friendship-wise. Um, and we were kind of bored, and me and my brother, we didn't know what to do, and it was a bunch of grown-ups. So one of the grown-ups was like, hey, do you want to learn how to play croquet? Yeah. And... It, they, it wasn't like a posh family or anything. Sure. It was like very small backyards. So we were playing yeah. like this very small game of croquet. And I thought it was, me and my brother thought it was so fun because we like putt-putt. Oh, yeah. And uh, so my dad like bought a set and we've ca- we've had that set forever. So yeah. sometimes when we, like in the summer when it's like really nice, we'll play croquet. Just a game and of croquet. Yeah. it's And it, the funny thing is, I it, t- it, it wasn't until way later that I realized croquet was a posh game. Yeah. I never thought it was. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. I mean, it's because I've never seen it on TV. Right. I've never seen anyone else play it. I right. thought it was like this. This like I thought it was like this unique game, sure. and it is a unique game. It is. And then I realized it was a posh game when I watched <laughs> Van Wilder. Oh yeah. Because they're playing it, but they're not using um, metal like uh, uh, gates for the ball to go through. Yeah. It's uh, people like kind of hunched over. Yeah. And at the very end of the game of croquet, you don't go into a hole. You hit a po- like a little pole, like a yeah. post. Yeah. And the post is a person that's like right. dug into the ground and he hits it like into the guy's crotch. And then I was like, oh. And then I started realizing that every time I saw croquet on TV, it was always like, um, uh, like preppy kids playing. Yeah, exactly. So then I realized that, yeah, it is a posh game. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I guess it's because, you know, you need like a big lawn. To yeah. play it, and yeah. you also need a very flat lawn. Yeah. So you oh, need it's like very it's, hard. yeah. So you need like space. So you need like a good, you know, like no one in an apartment is playing croquet. No, no, no. no. You know, um, hey, 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 play croquet. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of when we were talking. That's about funny it. that you brought up the croquet thing. Yeah. Um. <laughs> okay. This is a uh, geographical like learning. Insomnia taught me that that the sun can shine for a really long time. In Alaska. In Alaska, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that that definitely did. I'm I didn't. I was like, I mean, it makes sense because it's in a very 
specific part of on the globe that where it rotates and where the sun is that it yeah. just stays up there forever. But you don't think and that's about a huge that. plot point in that movie Insomnia, sure. and that's like why it's called Insomnia. Yeah. Um, and uh, I learned it from that movie. Definitely. Because I've, I've never been to Alaska, and that doesn't seem... It seems like people don't talk about that. Like, that's not a normal... Yeah, that wasn't something that you just heard about growing up. Oh, by the way, there's some certain Oh, times in Alaska, in the, they're going through this right now. Certain times of year, it never gets dark. Like, what? And then so, they're like, oh, sorry, I gotta go. And like, hey, no, come back. Tell me more. That didn't yeah, happen. for some reason, like, if we have a, a, a listeners from Alaska, yeah, we... We never knew we, that. Yeah. Out we, here in we Ohio... Don't, we don't talk about you guys in Alaska. Yeah. You never cross somebody in a hallway, and as they're walking too far, they tell you a factoid about Alaska. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what? I don't know why I just I said mean, if, that scenario. If someone's talking about Alaska, it's going to be about that if someone wants to run away from something, you go, you to, go Alaska. to Alaska. Yeah, you become some I'm sort like. of fisherman or snow worker. Yeah. Exactly. Someone that works in snow. Okay. Uh, but conversely, that also taught me that. I had no idea. Yeah. But conversely, I think shortly thereafter, maybe even only like a year later... 30 Days of Night came out. Yep, that's my third one. And it was the opposite. Yep. It was, you know, that they, you know, which, which right now, quick poll yeah. of the two of us, which would you prefer? The, the all, oh, all end, sun? never ending sun or never ending dark? Oh my gosh. I mean, not never ending, but, you know, a month of or two months of. Probably never ending sun. Yeah. Because I can, I, I can buy like the best shades. Sure. Um, shades like for my windows. Yes, not, like, yes, yes. Glasses. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! I just imagine him just tilting his tilting. Oh, I can buy out. the best shades. Suns out, shades <laughs> out. Um, so there's that, and I thought uh, I was like, oh yeah. And he, <laughs> I remember when I'm watching it, Al Pacino's making this huge deal yeah. about like throwing everything. Oh, the sun! <laughs> I go down to the bar and get drunk. It's just it's just ridiculous in the sense that it's just, he just like he's not used to that and that's yeah. such a huge plot point in that movie that he just freaks out all the time. Yeah. And he's like throwing furniture at the window just to cover it up and like tape yeah. all this stuff. You'd think that hotels or wherever he was staying that, that they would, that would prepare be like, for that. Yeah, they would they would have like the best curtains. Yeah. Maybe Alaska might have the best curtains and that he just happened to be in the hotel that had the worst. Maybe. It was like Yelp was review, like, two star, oh, one star, not enough, not enough curtain. What do you mean? There's no curtains. <laughs> Sorry. So I would definitely go for all sun. I would go for all sun as yeah. well. Because I think that'd be more controllable. You described. Yeah. yeah. Plus, I mean, just not having sun is, any yeah. sunshine ever. Like I, I get it that you know it would maybe be harder to sleep, or it would just be kind of weird in the sense of like I don't really know when the day is ending. Yeah. But I feel like it would be such a more depressing one to be in the dark. Oh, for sure. To just never have the the you know mm-hmm. the the time to go out in the day and like you know yeah like hear the birds and like you know all that stuff like to not have that. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know how many birds are in Alaska, but now I don't know. Did you play dodgeball when you were a kid? Yeah. Okay. So like everywhere I went, that wasn't like allowed. Well, it was, like, yeah. Too violent. Yeah. It, it, uh, so I understand like the basic fundamentals. I was a kind of a tweener, but. This is also kind of like a joke thing, too, but uh, <laughs> I learned the rules of dodgeball from watching the movie Dodgeball. Right. Like, how, like, I the bet a lot of people did. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, see, like, so you're, you're seven, eight years younger than me? So when I was in, I want to say when I was in, like, middle school gym mm-hmm. class and stuff like that, we yeah. would play all the time. Yeah. But then I think it was, and, you know, this is interesting, we, uh, but I wonder if it was around 
like Columbine time. Oh, that like, like any 98. sort of any sort of violence. Yeah, that maybe they maybe they nixed that one. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a pretty violent game. Yeah, regardless of it having you know. So in in elementary school, we had a version of this, and I can't remember the name, but it was a pretty weird name. Um, but rather than everyone had their own cone. Yeah. And you had to place it down. Yeah. And you pretty much protect your cone. Okay. And the your goal is not to hit up the person, but, but to hit, hit the cone. cone. But you can still catch it. and So it's almost like the flag football of dodgeball. Yeah, exactly. So okay. that was like our version. And we didn't use dodgeballs. We used like foam balls. Yeah. And the ones that f- the ones that flew the best were the heavy ones or the really tiny balls. Oh, yeah. That's how, that's how you learned. How you, get to, you get the weight. You could like, like make it like... Yeah. Curve and stuff. Oh, yeah. You, you can curve the ball. Curveball. Curveball. When I played dodgeball in school, it was uh, even in the era of it not being allowed, we would just break the rules. Because where, where I went to school is a fucking joke. Like, it was a terrible school. Anybody that's listening to this that went to school with me knows this. Um, but it was basically in the middle of a cornfield, yeah. which literally it was lined by corn and a soybean field. I took oh, it back. Weird. We had two, two crops. Uh, we're outside of our school, um, <laughs> like literally bordering it. Like you take, walk five feet away from the main building and yeah. you're in a cornfield. Anyway. Um, Was there stories about kids getting lost in the cornfield? I wish. Whoa. That would have been an interesting story. I, I wish. But we. Uh, um, or baseball players coming out of it. <laughs> <laughs> when, yeah. You know, Kevin Costner is one of the teachers. But we. Uh, so we, we would play dodgeball, even though it was, I'm sure it was probably not allowed. Um, because our gym teacher was basically our uh, our football coach. Yeah. Did you have that? Yeah. Wait, was it kind yeah, of the same the, thing at your school? Um, he was also like the basketball coach. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And he was um, like a professional football player before for like or what? Yeah. yeah him. I th- I'm pretty sure he was professional, or he was a really good um, college football player. I couldn't remember, but I remember him being like a. He was a big deal. Jesus. Yeah. See, this is just. This episode is very telling of your upbringing. Between this and croquet. Hey, it wasn't like that when I lived in Germany. Do you know what polo is? Sorry. <laughs> no. no. I, yeah. Uh, yeah like did you play had, that? Like, yeah. Did you have mint We just juleps? had like horses that we took out of the stable. Yeah. yeah. You didn't have horses? Nathan? Yeah. What do you mean? I don't want this horse. You this didn't, one gallops weird. You didn't have a show horse? Um, but but anyways, we, we were playing dodgeball <laughs> back then and our gym teacher was this, he was a funny dude, but he had no business being in charge of kids oh, like God. he was just like he was clearly there just to coach football he was yeah, great yeah. great football coach actually yeah. um but he was he was also like our health and pe teacher mm-hmm. so having health class and him like showing us videos of like sex ed and like was this the you know after thing? oh it was so good anyway um but he would have us play dodgeball and he, he would call it something else so he wouldn't get in trouble you know because that was the whole thing if he called if he do you remember what it was called i think he called it speedball speedball which is uh, I don't know. It, it, it's hard. It doesn't yeah. have less of a violent connotation in yeah. my mind, but whatever. Um, he'd be like, speedball. Let's play that today. Yeah. So one of the things I remember is that the... Uh, Did you play with actual dodgeballs? Yeah, and we played with a bunch of different kinds. Because mm-hmm. like, whenever we would do that, 
Um, it was basically just gather any of the balls, quote unquote, that yeah. we have for any of the various things that we did and yeah. just put them all together and use those to throw at each other. <laughs> that was basically what it was. That was what it was. Um, so funny. we maybe had like a dodgeball, like that was the rubber with like the, you know. That made that, that the, cool the, the sound. The classic bing. Yeah, like that, that classic dodgeball. We mm. maybe had one of those. The rest of them were like fucking footballs or like, I, I don't <laughs> You're know. Throwing just, I mean, honestly, it. probably. That would hurt. Probably. Um, but anyways... So uh, wow, playing f- what playing he would always do, yeah. Crazy. What he would always do is, you know, we would we would do. Everybody knows dodgeball, and if you don't watch the movie Dodgeball, as Jacob said, it, yeah. it'll it'll teach you how. Um, but you know, both sides would be going at it, and then whenever it was like one on one, that's when it gets really difficult because yeah. you know you you don't really want to throw, but like you want to have your ball to defend and like you know whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you so, drop the ball. By deflecting it, you're out, right? That's another thing I learned from. Or dodgeball. if they catch the ball, because there was like deflection. weird, there was like weird things that can happen in dodgeball. That was like, what is technically who's out? Right. But yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Continue. Yeah. Um, but it would always get to that point, so it'd be kind of like a stalemate. Yeah. And you know, because you're also standing, you have to stand across from each other. You can't go in. Mm-hmm. And so he would always say. He would always say no boundaries. Oh, and every, it was like a which free made, for all. yeah. That so was so you that could happened. did that happen yeah, in that yeah. too? So he would always say that, or he'd be, or he'd say no limits, or I can't remember. I think it was no boundaries, but it, either way, he would like, no, no boundaries all. or whatever. And so yeah, so you could go up and try to do stuff. And so <laughs> I remember playing once, and I was playing with this older kid. I think I was like fourteen or fifteen or something like that. And there was like a senior, or I don't know. So yeah. either way, he was bigger than me and, and probably older. Maybe he'd been held back a couple times. He was like a ruffian, you know, he's one of those guys. And it was, and it was me, yeah. you know, little old nerdy Nathan. And, but I did, I was pretty good at dodgeball. So he called no boundaries. Yeah. And I ran, he, he basically, we had like a standoff where I backed up out of the door of the gym and if you walked out of this one exit door, it led into the parking lot of the school. So I went into the parking lot, and so did the guy. And so he followed oh, so me that, out. So into that was like the, the boundaries. Yeah. So we. So went, he really met. So no, no well, boundaries. no, no. He was he was running after us, going, guys, you got to get inside. You got to get inside. And we were like, no. And you we said ran, no yeah, You said no boundaries. <laughs> and so we ran out, and like there was like school buses trying to drive by, and we were like ducking under the cars and that like you know hilarious. threatening each other to try to get it. And he was just he was freaking out like, come on, get it. Like you're gonna get me in trouble. He's like boundaries, like, boundaries. Stuff. Yeah. But he was like such a. He was, but he would get so excited. He'd get like about all of that shit. So one of the time, I'd tell a real quick story. Yeah, yeah. So okay. So this same teacher, much like us playing speedball and other stuff, he would just come up with dumb shit. So one day he wanted us to play stickball inside the gym. Yeah. So yeah. basically, with like a wiffle ball. No. See, we didn't even have a wiffle ball. We played with, uh, with a stick, but it was like a decently. Stickball is, is like baseball, right? It's baseball, but you usually play with like a broom handle yeah. or uh, whatever, and you usually are hitting, um, yeah, e- either a wiffle ball yeah, or in yeah. this case, we were we were played with a tennis ball, mm, and because okay. ten- you know it, you can barely get one of those, and you can send yeah. it flying. Um, so, anyways, we were playing inside this gymnasium, and we had you know all the bases and everything yeah. that that was out, and the whole thing was you know you could uh tag somebody with uh with the ball yeah or you could hit them with it which that's <laughs> a completely made up rule yeah, yeah like you can't do that in regular baseball if no, you could no, no. clayton kershaw would just hit everyone with the fucking back with a baseball <laughs> and get them out before they can do anything 
Um, but yeah, that you could literally just throw the ball and hit the person as long as they weren't on a base, they were out. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is ridiculous. So it's basically like dodgeball and stickball in one. One, yeah. This guy was probably not a great, <laughs> not a good example of a gym teacher. Anyways, but we were playing one day. And this fucking kid that I hated, he was like my nemesis, right? He yeah. was like, I, I fucking hated this kid throughout. I would probably hate him today, like 15 years later, I'm <laughs> sure. Uh, but he was this stupid guy. And I was playing first base. Mm -hmm. And he hit the ball and it kind of bounced foul or something. So it was, you know, it was whatever. And so it like bounced and it went off into the side of the gymnasium. And so I was or maybe like under a bleacher or something like that. Yeah. So I was running and scurrying to try to get the ball. And while I'm doing that, he's rounding the bases. And so he's going for third. Like yeah. he's he's made it past second. He's going for the third base, yeah. which is like across. And I'm at first. So it's like across the, the whole, whole gym, thing, right? Yeah. Long so so I grab the Over ball. The yeah. So I grab the ball. I have the tennis ball. And I'm like, and we don't have gloves either, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So like, so like it, catching is going to be it, it's going to be really hard. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not throwing this to the third base kid to try to get him out you're or gonna, do whatever. Gonna, I'm going to try to hit him. him. So I and so you know this is this is at a point where my athletic prowess as like a 13, 14 year old kid was somehow less than it is now. I mean, like it's literally none none whatsoever. Yeah. Like I wore like bowling shirts and like probably you know. <laughs> Like had like headphones in most of the time. Like I didn't like dress up or what or dress yeah, out yeah, or whatever yeah. they call it. Like mm -hmm. anyway, um, so I didn't give a fuck about anything. My gym teacher knew that and was probably like, "Ah, oh, Nathan's just a lost cause in the <laughs> in the sports world." You know, what I mean, yeah, he's yeah. gonna go like be a rocket scientist. He's never gonna play <laughs> participation football. awards, for yeah, or, PE. Or, or whatever. Um, so I pick up this tennis ball. I I see him going to third, and I'm like, I'm just gonna fucking throw it at yeah. him. Let's so I I lead him, throw. Oh, nice. It's this perfect perfect throw flies in he walks right into it hits him in the temple oh no knocks him over he fall he hits him he falls over <laughs> like like into into a heap onto the ground and and like everyone's like <gasps> like because this is bad i mean like it hit i'm pretty sure he had glasses oh so like no. i don't know what happened to them like it it knocked it almost it looked See, like it knocked him out rolls. yeah it looked rules like right that. it looked like it knocked him Uncon Cold. unconscious Jeez. and and he falls to the ground everyone's like holy shit they all like look towards me i'm like uh, I i'm at, like kind at, of excited i'm excited but i'm also mortified because i'm like oh i might get suspended i might whatever yeah. and i look over at the gym teacher who's staring wide-eyed mouth open and he goes he's out that's amazing oh man <laughs> Did you see that throw? Did you see that? Oh man, he got him! Like, and it, and we weren't supposed to hit people in the head. Like, so I, it, but he didn't care because it was such a good throw. He was just like, oh man, he was like, did proud you of see you. that? And he was like, oh, Travis, are you okay? Like, it's like kind of thing. But it was just like, it was, it was amazing. So yeah, sorry. Oh my gosh, uh, that's hilarious. Th that was a uh, that was my gym class experience, and then and yeah, and so we uh, when we played dodgeball, yeah, when we had no bounce. Boundaries. We literally had no boundaries, <laughs> or that's um, how you guys took it. At least. That's how we took it. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, uh, once um, the administration found out that we were playing um, amongst like moving school buses, dodgeball in the yeah. parking lot, then uh, we didn't play speedball after that. Oh man. Uh, but yeah. So that was so, that was my experience. Your your game of dodgeball was historic. It was historic. Yeah. It it ended an era. I <laughs> I learned the uh, like learning a, another language somewhere yeah. else. Right. Yeah. Um, from from Ace Ventura, when nature calls Guano, 
Oh yeah. <laughs> because guano. you know, like there's like things made from guano. Sure. Like bowls or like you can do all this stuff. And like, they the, use that word. Yeah. Yeah. So, so learning what guano meant, I thought was so funny. Like and anything it's a legit guano. and it's a legit thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like specific to I don't know if it's actually specific to bats, but I'm pretty sure it's like f- just flying. Anything, yeah, it's it's to my understanding the fecal matter of certain animals. Yeah, I think is referred they, they to call as, it as guano. guano. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't think you would say human guano. No, 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 no. Yeah. I mean, I suppose you could. Yeah. But yeah, no, but I that, think it's like what though what particular animals ate made it yeah. like usable for things, and they're like digestion or something, yeah. and then the yeah. excretion. Exactly. I'm trying to think of really scientific ways to talk about pooping. <laughs> but yeah, but no, that that one was one for me too. I didn't know yeah. uh, what that one was called. I know that's not like a huge factoid compared to the other ones we talked about. Because it's not something I use all the time. I don't say guano. Yeah, and just casual everyday, conversation. But as I was going through my DVD collection, I was like, oh, I, le- I, I, was d- I definitely remember being like saying guano a lot after watching this movie. Yeah, right. Um, Probably to things that didn't wasn't guano. Yeah. Mom, I made guano in the <laughs> I in made the some guano. Do you want it? What if we started using human shit for things? Like, That'd be crazy. Like scientific like, things. What if, like, what like, if life becomes it? so crazy? What? We we didn't do that before, though. What do you mean? I don't think I don't think we've ever used human shit for any reason. Like maybe for fertilizer or something. Oh yeah. But I mean for something more advanced than that. But I feel like we would have done that already. You think? I really do think so. Do you so. think there's like poop scientists? Probably. There has to be, but I mean like do you think there's one specifically trying to find like new uses for poop? Well, I'm saying like primitively, oh. like back in the day, we oh. I don't think we ever did. But I feel like we would have. Like the, somebody the beginning of the human race, race like early early. Do you think somebody like tried to patch up like an arrow wound with poop? Like, because they're be... like, it comes from us, so it has to be okay. Yeah. Or do you think No, people... it might not be. Because you're, like, getting rid of things that your body doesn't need. That's true, but they didn't know that at the time. What so if... people are just dying, like, <laughs> filling poop. Yeah, I mean, probably. Or they, or I know for a, or I thought for a while they would coat poop on arrows yeah. to get people infections. This is one I didn't, this is one I didn't write, but... That's that reminds me. I wa- I watched uh this is not about poop, but like fixing wounds. Yeah. I did learn from a Clint Eastwood movie. And I think it's the one with the nun, but I can't remember what that one's called. Every, my dad's my dad's every probably which, so Every which way but poop? Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. It has nothing to do with poop, but uh Clint Eastwood gets shot by an arrow. Yeah. And they were you kind of like learned how to get rid of an arrow. He's oh, like, that you don't he, pull it out. Yeah. But it was also like using gunpowder from his from his pistol, like taking apart the the bullet oh. and using that to cauterize. To cauterize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I started learning like the importance of cauterizing wounds right. for like temporary fixes sure. or, or or whatever. Especially yeah. I mean, back in the old west, you probably oh, yeah. there's not like a hospital. You had for yeah, for a couple days probably before yeah, you, you get had to where like it gets deal with that one. kind of stuff. Yeah, I just hope you don't die. So that was funny that you brought up wound. wounds and I was just thinking about and that. Poop. But you gotta and think poop, yeah. You gotta think the what are the first people in the civilization I could thought, picture them putting poop on them to maybe like get animals away from them. Yeah. Something like that. Like a coding scent thing. Yeah. 
But then also, you, if you were the first or, you know, among the first people to poop and just mm. had no other interaction to, like, learn facts or anything like that, yeah. would do you think they thought that the poop leaving them was, like, a bad thing? Like, oh, no, I got to save this. Yeah. And, like, they picked it up and I took probably, it with I them the to try to keep it. the most advanced thing we've ever done with poop was put it in a bag and burn it and then put it on someone's porch. porch. Yeah. I think that's probably the most advanced thing we've ever done with our poop. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's... Thank you, Billy Madison. That's where I learned that from. That's where I learned that from. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I was like, yeah. I knew that was from something. The flaming bag thing was definitely a Billy Madison thing. Yeah. I had never seen that before. And really, I've seen it a couple times since. But yeah. And it's always fun. Or I saw it something recently. What was it? Something I watched recently, there was a flame. Oh, Disturbia. The movie Disturbia. Oh, yeah. Which I think came when out. When Shia LaBeouf runs out. Yeah, the little kids. They can't leave the house. Yeah, and the little kids put a flaming bag of poop on there. And I think that movie came out in like 2007, 2008. Yeah. And so, at that point, Billy Madison was like 10, 15 years old. Yeah. And you're telling me that he ran out there, saw the bag of burning poop. And never and, knew. And didn't think that there's shit in there? Like, you, think of a different way would, to put it do out. Do you think you would react that way? Stomping like, on it? Well, do you think if you saw a bag that was burning... Would you stomp on yeah. it? Yeah. No. You, I you wouldn't. Ju- you I would just, just let it burn. You would just know. But well, at would, this point... It might smell really bad. So I don't. I don't think. I think maybe me. Is it going to smell worse than if you put it out? Oh no, no. You're no. Either interaction with that thing, but maybe just getting like a glass of water and yeah, throwing it or something, or just taking a broom and just smacking it off the porch. I don't know, something like that, jerking it off the porch or something. (laughs) But yeah, it's. I I would know, but because of Billy Madison, I would know not to step on it. Yeah, because it's got to. There's got to be poop in there. There has to be. Yeah, there's no way. And and that's like there's you that know, prank in the one where you find a dollar bill that's rolled up on the ground. Oh, I forget no. what I've learned that one the too. Poop, the poop dollar. Yeah, the poop. Dollar. Yeah, you don't. That's a, somebody the other day I was with someone. That's the advanced thing that we've done is pranks yeah. with poop. Yeah, exactly. Poop pranks. But there was I was in a parking garage recently and somebody had put in a dollar. The dollar hadn't. It didn't take it. Yeah. And so like it it like had spit it out last yeah. second. And so it was just it was dangling there, in the thing. And the person I was with like reached for it, and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" Yeah, that's poop dollar. <laughs> like, don't touch that. And like, what the fuck? What do you mean? I'm like, somebody might have pooped on it. They're like, they didn't poop on it, and so they took it. And I was like, okay, I'm just saying there could be invisible poop on there, and it's on your hands now. But yeah, at my no one first, just leaves a dollar. No, they don't. My first reaction was, no, 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 no. That's a no, poop. No, that's a poop no, dollar. No, someone wouldn't just leave a dollar. One hundred percent. There's some sort of prank involved in this. <laughs> so the. Uh, so one of the last uh, ones that I had was, so I wrote down, uh, <laughs> this is exactly what I wrote down. The movie Bushwhacked taught me about the existence of snowballs and sex. What? That's it, which I, I don't think I've ever seen Bushwhacked. You've never seen Bushwhacked? I don't think so. Oh, what Daniel, is that? I don't even Daniel, know. Okay, so Daniel Stern is like a ne'er-do-well kind of criminal, kind of like thug, not, you know, not like a mastermind, but, you know. Yeah. Um, like a, a petty thief like type of thing. And he gets himself into some hijinks. I think maybe the mob is after him. And so he is like an informant or, or he's going to like squeal about the mob. Or I don't know, something like that. So, something in that regard. And they're after him. And for his cover, he uh, pretends to be a boy scout. I've seen this. Yeah, a, boy, a boy scout, uh, a scout master. And takes uh, for this long. I've been trying to figure out what this movie is. Yeah, I watched takes, this as a kid. Yeah, he takes Boy Scouts out on a uh, on a camping trip 
Um, that's like really dangerous, right? Yeah, it's, it's like, like and they, they like encounter bears and like all this shit, and then the mob people like find him, and then it turns into like, oh no, the you know these boys taught me a thing or two about life or just whatever. But anyway, Daniel Stern's character uh, in the beginning of the movie it famously goes into the convenience store and asks for two packs of Marlboros and some snowballs. <laughs> and uh, I was immediately like, "What the fuck?" And so, like, I see him I eating this scene. like this pink, you know, like treat. Like he's eating. It. I'm just like, "What is that?" And so I didn't know what those were yeah. at the time, and and I loved them. I mean, I, I don't like them as much anymore, but I mean, at the time, like, I'm a big coconut fan. That. Like, like a lot of people don't like the texture of coconut, so they didn't like snowballs because yeah. it's like coconut marshmallow on top of like a almost like a cupcakey chocolate. If you say coconut, uh, I'm not gonna like it. No, okay. No. Well, it is. You, coconut, so you're though. you're a coconut guy. I'm a coconut guy. Holy cow! Yeah. So you like almond joys? Mm-hmm. Love almond joys. Are you kidding me, dude? Love. You might be joys. the only person I know that likes coconut. That likes coconut. Okay, anything. I like pina coladas. I, <laughs> I like fucking. In the rain. In the yeah, polka dots. Um, Wait, dude, you different. just un- unlocked like a childhood memory. I totally forgot about this movie. Yeah, it's great. It's a, so it's got that part in it. Oh yeah, because he goes. Cause every, uh, you know the one that we talked about a while ago, where the it's not an actual camp. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. they had, yes. I kept thinking like I was like, why does that movie seem similar to another movie I've seen before? Yeah. Like the poster itself reminded me. Right. And I couldn't. And you just reminded me that it was for, Bushwhacked. For anybody that hasn't seen Bushwhacked, if you're a fan of Home Alone, which we talk about on this show all the time, I get it. But if you if you liked Daniel Stern's character in Home Alone, it's pretty much it's that. basically that yeah. in Bushwhacked, except he's his own guy and he doesn't have uh, Joe Pesci running the, around. The tagline is Ew. Max Grebliski. Yeah. Okay. Is taking six ranger scouts to a place he's never been before, the outdoors. Nice. That's the tagline. Yeah, that's a good one. Just because, and you read it very well in that moment. But there's a there's a part in it where the kids are like, "Hey, Mister," or like, "Hey, whatever." You didn't bring a pack, and he's like, "Yeah, I brought two. And he has two packs of Marlboros. (laughs) (laughs) He is so funny. Just the way he his freak out, like the way he acts when he's freaking out, is so funny. His high pitched screaming. Yes. Just I I just saw what? Yeah. I just saw like I just saw a gif of him getting electrocuted <laughs> in Home Alone Two, and I immediately I did no sound at all, and I immediately laughed because I could hear it in my brain. Just him going, ah, ah, like just his screaming is so good. But I hope yeah, he's doing okay. You know, uh, no, he was just in um, a few years ago. He was in uh, that Workaholics movie, and he is pretty good. I mean, he looks old, but wait, I mean, wait. he's old man. Game but, over. Mm-hmm, I think so. He was in that. Pretty sure. Huh. I want to say. Um. But I know he was on the Workaholics TV show because he, he has one of the best parts in the Workaholics TV show. If you haven't watched that, um, him and uh, Joe Pesci. Do you think they're tight? They have to be tight, right? They, yeah, I, I bet they are pretty tight. Talk. I, I I would hope so. I think that he when um, what was it? The Irishman came out and yeah. he came out of retirement. Joe yeah. Pesci. I bet you Daniel Stern was like, "Hey, man, great job." Oh, for sure. Really great job. For sure. And like, just was the utmost respect. Like, no, not even just joking around. I still have to. See, I haven't watched that yet. I want to know if they are friends with Macaulay. Oh yeah, I, like if they keep up with if him. If they at least you know say hi every once in a while. I wonder I, if like Chris Columbus talks to him because the director of Home Alone. If yeah, if they're if he because Chris Columbus got to be pretty old now though. He was pretty young when he made Home was Alone. He? Yeah, he's kind of a Wunderkind. A Wunderkind. Yeah. Um, if you watched uh, the Home Alone episode of. 
how uh the movies that made us yeah the movies that made us um they talk about like what movie he had originally worked on until he got hired to do Home Alone. Yeah. Because people didn't like working with him. It was a Chevy Chase movie. Oh, it was a, a Christmas Vacation. Yeah. That he was invited to do, but no one liked him because he was so young. Yeah. But there's also a scene There's also a scene in Bushwhacked uh, where Daniel Stern is describing to the kids the birds and the bees. Oh, yeah. And so he uses the girl's uh, Ken and Barbie doll, and it's pretty <laughs> fucking funny him. to show him. I wonder. I wonder how I can find that movie. Yeah. I probably knew about sex before that, watching yeah. that, but I just thought... But you probably I, learned a little bit more about uh, it. I learned a little bit more about it, because, of course, there's the part when he's like, you know, and then after you're done, the man lights a cigarette, he watches a little Leno, and then he falls asleep. <laughs> and I remember thinking, like, oh, that's how sex works. You watch a little late-night TV, and then you fall... Yeah, that was always, like, a... That was a thing, uh, smoking after sex. Yeah, cigarettes. That was yeah. always a thing in the movies. Yeah. Even when I was... Ha- it, you know, I... I I smoked until I was, I haven't smoked in a long time, but even went back then, I don't remember feeling a necessarily like a need to smoke after sex. Yeah. I don't think it was like this big thing. Like, oh man. But I feel like that would almost be like, you're like all like sweaty, grimy, and you're just like, you want to add some more grime to your your night. It just doesn't seem. I mean, I probably, I mean, at my worst, I smoked almost two packs a day. So I probably, yeah. So I probably just smoked because I was addicted to cigarettes. How long have you you been dry from that? Uh, 10 years. Oh, congrats, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. When I was, uh, I smoked from when I was 15 to when I was 23. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, uh, and the last like two or three years of smoking, yeah, it was about it was up to almost two packs a day. Wow, it was bad. Well, good for you, man. Yeah, thank you. I didn't realize it was like that. You that it was that big of a thing before. Yeah, no, In ten I mean, years. Was, that's pretty good. I was. Uh, and you have like yeah. no urge. Oh, I do. Oh, you still? Yeah. Fight? Oh, yeah. And that's what I mean. Like that. That's what's so hard about smoking. Like anybody now that I talk to about it, it's it's tough. Like it is legitimately really. So what do you do to kind of is this is it okay to talk about it? Yeah, no, it's okay. I mean, like I, uh, I mean, I don't have to really do anything anymore. Really, after the first like I don't know, six months or I don't know how, maybe it's less than that. Like they say, biologically, mm-hmm. like the nicotine addiction and all that leaves you after I don't know, like a month or a few weeks or something really? like that. But it's I didn't the, realize it was that quick. But it's a psychological one. That's the longest, and it's still kind of there. Mm-hmm. I mean, like genuinely, I'll be sometimes I'll be in the car driving on road trips as I I want to do. I go on a mm-hmm. lot of road trips these days, and I'll just kind of be sitting there going like, "There's just something like you missing. Like I need to do something. I it, should be." doing something right now with my left hand that's out the window you know like like yeah. and it's still there and i have wow. uh, i have dreams very often where i'm smoking cigarettes and really? in, it, yeah and in like probably a couple times a week to this day huh. i i would say and when i'm in the dream i'm like oh fuck i i started smoking again no i was 10 years you know, ten years in, I, I was I was oh, out. So, so it's kind of like and, a nightmare. It, it's sometimes. almost like a nightmare. Yeah, and then I'll and then I'll suddenly realize, like, wait a minute, this is a dream. Wait a minute, I haven't smoked in ten years, and so and I'll wake this up. It's like, like a relief. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Oh, okay. So wow. it's real. So yeah. So anybody out, like, so I don't mean to say that it's really, really difficult to quit smoking because, like, uh, people can do it definitely. Yeah, yeah. But I just like. But for, it's a it's a journey. It's a journey, and for people out there that are you know wanting to quit and to do all that, just know that it's going to be a part of your psyche 
forever. Mm-hmm. And like if and one thing that really helped me, I don't know why this turned into a PSA about yeah, how to yeah. quit smoking I'm okay with on it, this though. episode. I like but, how it came um, from Bushwhack. Too. Yeah, yeah. The Bushwhack taught me how to quit smoking because of the podcast that I listened to. Um, but what really helped me is when I uh, first, I didn't even actually plan on quitting. I just, uh, I was taking medication at the time. Mm-hmm. And I, part of the medication is they said not to drink. And that was another thing that I did oh, a lot back then was drink. And so when I was taking the medication, I was like, man, this is a big deal. I need to do this. And so I want to do this the right way. So I don't want to drink. So I also quit drinking for two years. Mm -hmm. And in that two years, that was the first two years of me not smoking. Because without without me drinking alcohol and doing stuff, because that's the biggest thing. So many people I know that smoke and then quit. You'll be drinking, you'll be out at a bar, you'll be out at your house on the porch or something, someone will be having a cigarette, and you'll just see someone walk up, hey man, can I have one? And you just know, you're like, man, don't do it, like don't fall back into it, but they do it anyway, and then sure enough, a week later, they're buying packs and they're just smoking again. So that really helped me was to quit drinking. And there was a couple other like little factors, but it was stuff like that that all Mm -hmm. amounted to doing that. And then, you know, once I was out for that long, it was easy to just keep the streak going. Mm -hmm. But... um. Yeah, so I got kind of lucky in my circumstances that I quit smoking because it is extremely hard to do. Oh, I bet. And so anybody out there, yeah, uh, I good luck to you. But yeah, it will be a thing for probably the rest of your life mm. whenever you're at a party. I've never smoked one cigarette. Really? Yeah. Good. I wouldn't. That's like, because I, 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 I hear what yeah. you're talking about No, it's tough. A lot. For like the rest of your life. Well, at least for me, 10 years later, I'll still have a beer or have, you know, mm. a whiskey or something like that. And yeah. I'll just be sitting there going, hmm, cigarette would be nice right now. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't doesn't go away it's crazy jeez um but yeah did you have any more um now this one i don't know how accurate the story is but you remember the you remember the movie jaws right (laughs) what (laughs) the the scene where the they're talking about um the the ship in the indianapolis that oh yes and great yeah and uh yeah very crazy monologue and i remember (laughs) Little little behind the scenes of that scene is he did that scene so many times where he was drunk and they couldn't get the scene right. Yeah. So yeah. he just eventually just pretended to be drunk because he was like a right. method actor. That was yeah. like oh, yeah. who he was. Yeah. Um. But that story is where I learned about that that incident that happened where that ship and all these people were just floating there for so long and yeah. they the rescuers came and majority of the people died. Right. But the, I I was like kind of looking it up as I was writing it down on my list of things I've learned and there's like an element they were it was shark infested waters and there could have been an element where some people died but that wasn't like what killed everyone of course it was the ship going down right yes yeah yeah and and them but it made for a good dramatic scene in that movie so I learned about that incident just overall right yeah Yeah. I'm sure some people were killed by sharks but I I I mean in the grand scheme of things probably was almost impossible for but it was probably like one percent yeah of them yeah you know probably like two to three men out of a thousand yeah <laughs> were killed or something yeah um but i learned i learned about that from yeah. jaws oh yeah and i mean that and that scene is so good i mean it's it's yeah, arguably and i'm sure i've learned a lot more than that from jaws because there's yeah. just so much stuff like the fact that a great white probably wouldn't be that close to the wa- to the shore beach. yeah so I like you kind of learn that whatever's going on with this specific shark is not like a normal thing right 
Yeah. So I learned that as well. Yeah. But um, I don't remember where I learned like the punching the nose thing because I know I definitely learned that from watching something. But then later on, did they mention that in the beach? Maybe I don't remember. I don't remember something like that. Yeah. Um, but I definitely learned that from something. But as time has gone on, I've learned that not hitting in the nose is not necessarily the best thing to do. Yeah. But it's like doing anything to hit. Right. Yeah. Hitting yeah. its gills. To freak hitting it the out. Eye. Yeah. The eye is like the biggest yes, thing they yes, say. Yes. Is the eye is probably the best thing to do. Yeah. So I was just, it was just the fact of hitting it in the nose was like so weird. Oh yeah. But Jaws specifically the Indianapolis story that they talk about. Yeah. Where it just seems so dark and gloomy. Oh yeah. Now that that scene is a fucking it's a clinic on acting. Oh like yeah. Like it's just such an amazing monologue. Yeah. Like that's like because you're just watching action the whole time, yeah, and then it's just no action, and then you're just like really like if somebody in the if somebody asked me today like hey what's a what is a monologue in a movie or what is whatever I mm. would say the oh, scene yeah. in Jaws when he tells the story about the oh, ship yeah. crashing because it's just it's so amazing mm-hmm. like and, and that was like an important scene in the script because they wanted to get that scene right so they got oh, really yeah. upset that he would get drunk for that scene sure to get because yeah. they were drunk and they're yeah. like singing and the stuff. actors right yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, the the everything about that scene is so good. Them singing, the fucking mm. yeah, such a good. Anyway, um, this one's like something I've like stuck with for a long time. Ever since I've watched this movie, because I I deal with anxiety. Anxiety is like a big part of my life since like as long as I've yeah. been alive. Right. As, as long as I can remember elements of my life, there's always been anxiety. When Jacob was a baby, he's like, "Do people like me?" Oh no. Yeah, <laughs> I even like, when, like if I'm like talking to people and they're like, "How long have you oh, had anxiety?" Oh, such a like, such a cute baby. You're like, "Yeah, you don't really mean that." Yeah, you, you don't, hate me. You hate me, don't you? No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> From what about Bob? They use the Ooh. they talk about baby steps. Yeah, it's like don't think about going to the elevator. Mm-hmm. Think about how you're going to get out of this room. Right. Yeah. And then when you get to the next room, how you're going to get out of that room? Exactly. So you want to do baby steps. Oh yeah. So when I have anxiety i actually do talk i always i always think to myself baby steps yeah yeah even though that's such a joke thing thing. in the movie but it's i mean i think it's something that's actually yeah is it's a reminder that you just take one thing at a time oh yeah yeah no it's uh i i haven't seen that movie in so long i remember that i just i need to i need to watch uh, it again i showed it to someone uh and it was their first time ever seeing it yeah and they loved it yeah but I was listening, also listening to this. It was a, an interview, and they were talking about their family, how they like watching that movie, and how elements of that movie they still use in their daily conversations with their family. Yeah, like when they're eating and they do the mmm, mmm, <laughs> like yeah. when they're eating stuff. <laughs> yeah, I forget what it was. A comedian that was talking about like where their their little daughter will do that when they're eating. Yeah, because they think it's so funny that he, right. that because uh, that's a great scene in that movie. Oh, yeah. That's a great movie in general. I think it's an amazing. If you haven't seen it in a while, it's I, I need to rewatch it. I, I really have it on do. DVD. I'll loan it to you. Yeah, if you want. give me that DVD. But yeah, Baby Steps. That was definitely a thing I've kept with ever since I've watched that movie. Yeah. Um, and then the the last one, I, I guess the last one that I had, uh, which comes up is uh, Point Break. Oh yeah. Uh, taught me about wind resistance. Yeah. Are you talking about specifically the when they're jumping out? Jumping yeah. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it it's always been a source of an argument for me, yeah. uh, that movie, because it's always been my favorite. Well, it's not always been my favorite movie, but I've just relegated to the fact that it is. Yeah. Like we've, we've had this conversation oh, yeah, before yeah. where it's, it's easy to just say that a movie is your favorite movie 
and maybe that even changes from day to day. Oh yeah. But that I one I used to say The Untouchables was like my favorite movie. Yeah. And I and I used to say Dumb and Dumber is my favorite movie. It's a so, great movie. <laughs> so then I yeah, it is. But I uh always I, I try to like compartmentalize. So I try to say that a movie is my favorite of a certain genre. So I would say Dumb and Dumber is my favorite comedy. Yeah. Point Break is my favorite action movie. Dawn of the Dead, the original, is my favorite horror movie. Um, Memento is my favorite drama. Yeah. That's and like, drama. you know, and all of that. And 2001 is my favorite sci-fi mm-hmm. or, or whatever. Um, but these days, I mean, that list might have even changed, changed already. Yeah. But it's just easier when people say, hey, what's your favorite movie? Instead of me launching into a 10-minute thing and being like, oh, well, it's kind of hard to think about. Oh, but, mm-hmm. You know, because everyone's just like, just oh, like you, shut up. Yeah, like they just eye roll and they're just yeah. like, just fucking say your favorite movie, asshole. You know, so I just say Point Break is. And yeah. it is, I mean, definitely. Yeah. Um, but anyways, always been one of my, if not my favorite movies since I was a kid. So the aerodynamics, the first, the first scene... Like when they first jump out of the plane? No, it's the... It's the second time. I, I would always... So when people would ask me about that movie, yeah. I would say it's Point Break. And yeah. then we would talk about it because they would want to talk about the movie. Yeah. And then they would say, you know, uh, but that movie is so dumb, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. People and I would say, say that? Oh, yeah. Pe- people back in the day would shit on Point Break. Now I think it's gained uh, reverence of people. I'm trying to think of so like, what I would think be they... stupid about it. Because it is, I mean, there's well, I mean, it's just like, weird oh, elements bro, to I'm it. I'm an FBI agent. I mean, like, people used to make, see, this is the thing too, guys. Is oh, you, Keanu probably wasn't as you cool. You guys then. live in an era now, which is an era that I, lo- this is part of the world that we live in now that I love, is that Keanu Reeves is given the respect that he deserves. Oh, I agree. But this was not always the case, my friends in the 90s and in the early 2000s even though he was in some of the best movies ever made period end of story they still did not they said he was a bad actor which he is not a strong actor that's not the point of keanu reeves it's just like the point of arnold schwarzenegger is not to act he's just a star yeah anyways i'm getting too worked up but people used to make fun of keanu reeves and so they'd make fun of point break and mm. Patrick Swayze. They used to make fun of Patrick Swayze before he died. Now, RIP, they, they give him a little more credit. But anyway. That seems so weird to me. I know. But the the world was not always sunshine and rainbows and <laughs> pandemics. Yeah. It, it used to be, you know, making fun of Keanu Reeves. Yeah. So anyways, so people would always shit on that movie and I'd have to defend it. And so a lot of them would say, oh, well, you know, if he jumped out of that plane with no parachute, that physics would say that he couldn't catch him. Because they would both fall at the same rate. That's how physics works. Wait, no, that's not. Wait, we've. Ta- I think we've talked about this before, or I've think, read not about on the show. this before. It's it's become a point of contention now because that movie is looked at in a better light. And then also, I'm pretty sure years ago, uh, MythBusters did something about this where they talked about it or they mentioned it. Well, yeah, because when he's falling, he's he's doing arms this. Out, yes, and he's, which I've always I've I remember when I've like watched people like. In movies or in a documentary where they're teaching someone how to like jump yes. out of a plane, yeah, the way to slow down is to is to widen yeah, out, make yourself wider, yeah. yeah, or like the flying squirrels, you see them, oh yeah, their paws out in their little flaps, you know, like that's that's how you do you it. Arm out, and then and if you want to, you keep everything tight, and yes. then like and you and make down. it and like you're diving, yeah, yeah, because there's literally you're you're tiny then. It's just and like that's your what head, he does, in that. and that's what he does, yeah, and and he catches up to him, and and even then he didn't jump out. It wasn't like he jumped out ten minutes later. Oh yeah, it was like, like it was maybe like thirty seconds, if, yeah. if that. I mean, like you know, he he gathers himself and yells "fuck it" and runs yeah, and, and jumps, just jumps out. out. Yeah, but anyways, so so I would get into arguments about that all the time, 
And then I feel like, yeah, Mythbusters said something like, hey, no, that could, yeah, it's wind resistance. Like, if it, you know, yeah, he would fall at the same rate, but if the wind is pushing against his widened body and yeah. he's There's other elements shape, to it. Yeah, he could potentially, after a while, catch up to him, and he does. Yeah, interesting. And so, yeah, so that movie taught me how to argue with people. And, About aerodynamics? Yeah, aerodynamics. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and everything else. This one's a complete joke. This is because I was watching Who Framed Roger Rabbit. But You uh, love that movie. That's really good. You just... <laughs> Um, cartoons can't resist the urge to sing, shave, and a haircut. Yeah, I learned that cartoons can't avoid. They can't. They can't stop themselves. They can't stop themselves. They will. They will. They if they are forced to be quiet, they will figure out a way to get out of a sing hidden f- room. Yeah, <laughs> in a bar and doing that and doing that. Sing it for us right now. What well, it's <laughs> shave? Okay, so I know it's like shave. So it's I know the knock. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if you could hear that through the thing, but it's yeah. like shave and a haircut. But yeah. I never know what Roger Rabbit says after that because he sounds so weird. Uh, I didn't even. I, I used to practice talking like Roger Rabbit. Yeah. When I was like a kid. Let's, let's hear it. Please. That's like that would do that a lot. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, not to derail this, but Jacob the other day. Uh, <laughs> Oh, the robot showed thing? to me that he could talk like the old, uh, like text to speech robot thing that on like, old Max. The other way I would describe it is uh, like the um, Stephen Hawking, Stephen Hawking's robot. Yeah, like he he did that the other day, and it, I, I'm not going to make him do it right now because he's too <laughs> on the spot. I probably but, could do it on the spot. Yeah, but he he did it the other day when we were at work, and I laughed so hard I had to I had to tell him to stop. Yeah, because like were, I was like, wheezing. Yeah, I was like it hurt my lungs. It gave me COVID nineteen. <laughs> Just yeah. from yeah yeah, be careful. My robotic from, voice can get you covered. Yeah, <laughs> I can't <laughs> Even remember. The air. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, you you really like Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I like it when people mix things that are not supposed to be together. Yeah, like you just don't like because it's Warner Brothers and Disney. Yeah, and it's also a private investigator. Which anything that has a private investigator in it or detective stuff, anything. Yeah. I think is amazing. Yeah. Like, I know this is like that, cops, but like LA Confidential, The Untouchables, like I already sure. mentioned the... Chinatown. Uh, Ch- all those. Yeah. And even specifically, if it's of that time. Right. Like the 40s, the 50s. Yeah. Where they like will have shotguns or like oh, cool yeah. suits with like a nice fedora. Oh, yeah. Like even like, that's why I like Indiana Jones because the way that everyone dresses looks so cool. Yeah. The man with the hat and his dad. And his, <laughs> and his dad. He brings his dad <laughs> this time. Or even like Back to the Future, like the way they dress, I think is yes. so cool. Like yeah. you see how I dress when I Get like go to work. Get yourself some fifties clothes, Marty. <laughs> yeah, and he goes out. You see how I dress sometimes, where I roll up, like where I'm wearing a button up. I always roll up my sleeve, and oh, it's yeah. because of like yeah, it's like you Back gotta, to the Future. Like you got a pack of cigarettes in there, man. Yeah, yeah. so I, I do that with my t-shirt to do it with my pants. I oh, try yeah. to dress like I I like because I think it's cool, and even like the haircuts of the time, the undercut that's from the fifties. So I like all that. I like that time era. So that's why I like Who Framed Roger Rabbit because it's Jay- just within that, and it's cartoons, and it's supposedly the most expensive movie ever made in the '80s because of what Disney. Oh, and uh, Lo- up until that time. Yeah, up until that. Yeah, time. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Looney Tunes and Disney just contractually all that stuff. They had to right. make sure that all the cartoons that if there's a Disney character, there was a Looney Tunes character that was on the screen for the same amount of time. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think it's justified to, to think that movie's freaking amazing. I no, never say it's it. my favorite, though. No, you never say it's your favorite movie? Mm-hmm. But it could be. It's up there in the things. Yeah, because, I mean, there's some, like, weird elements to it. But I was when I was watching it as a kid, I think, or as an adult, I still think it holds up 
as like something that people should look at as an example if they were going to do um, adding cartoons into a world of reality. Yeah, yeah. Because they do like really well with props moving and oh yeah, yeah. Like like when Roger carries a like a hammer, it's right. an actual hammer that's of real life rather than it being a cartoon hammer that would probably be easier for the animator to do to that. just draw it to just draw it. Yeah. So I think that's cool. So Jacob likes to dress up like a private dick. <laughs> yeah. That's what I've learned. Yeah. From this from this conversation. Exactly. <laughs> So we learned about croquet. We learned about driving habits. We learned about poop dollars. We learned about a lot of things over the years and over the movies that we've watched. And we hope you guys have enjoyed listening to them. And if you have any educational tidbits that you've accrued over the years that you want to share with us, you can do so by emailing us at heyrewritethis at gmail.com or get at us on Instagram at rewritespodcast and let us know. And uh, Jacob, do you feel smarter? I do smell far, far. You, you smell <laughs> <laughs> I do smell smarter. <laughs> I'll edit that. No, well, we got it. <laughs> I do smell far. It sounded like you were a German guy. I do smell farter. I do, I do smell farter. <laughs> I do. We have to. I, really do I don't know how we can leave this in, but we almost have to now. But I don't want you to feel bad about no, fumbling that line because that was a that was a rock solid outro. Like that was, I could tell Jacob was like he's doing it. He's gonna do it all in one take, and then he fucked it up. <laughs> okay, um, Jacob feels smarter after this episode, and so do I. And we hope you do too. We hope you'd enjoy yourself. You see, I fucked up too now. <laughs> all right, you guys get the point. All right, we'll see you later. So come on down to Ray Robson.